Welcome back. What up? <laughs> what up? What up? What up? Welcome to All Tea No Shade, where we serve the tea without the shade. Yes, indeed. Pull up a seat and let's start the sip session. What's going on? Well, first of all, it's who am I? And things have changed a little bit because we're missing toe to the we're knee. missing toe to the knee on this episode. So the who am I is actually going to be a two part, two point, two part challenge. Yes, two part, two point challenge. <laughs> so I'm actually going to do the normal who am I, and we're going to see. Jay. We're going to see if L can guess and then Jay's anything. Yes, we're going to see how it goes. All right. So, my person... Oh, let me focus. Your person. I'm listening. I feel like we need a timer on this, but okay. My person is a rapper. You like rappers. I do like a rapper. Um, he's 36. Recently had a birthday. He's American. He's from the East Coast. Hmm. He was part of a pretty big group. Those not that's so vague. That's so vague clues. He's from New York. Um Biggie Smalls. No. Um from New York. Part of a big group. Um He's Afro Dominican, so he's African American and Dominican. Afro um, Latino, they're saying now. So he's not part of the group anymore? The group's no longer around? The group's no longer around. They they might still be out, but they, they ain't put nothing out. So was the group Locks? The Locks? No. No, but I love the Locks. Yeah, yes. Locks is good. That was, that was that was my that was my group, man, for a Come long time. <laughs> Diddy kind of messed him up too. Um, dang, I don't know who this is. New York, thirty-two, mm-hmm. from a group. Um, jeez, give me a couple more hints. Two more hints. Um, his debut album was called "From Me to You," peaked at number eight. Man, that doesn't help me at all and for me to you. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. I say I'm always knowing hip hop. Like check one two one two. Uh, hey ma, what's up? Oh, um, oh gosh, I can't think of his name. I'm not gonna get it. What's You're it? not gonna get it. No, I'm not gonna get it. His name is Jewel Santana. Jewel Santana. Jewel Santana is in the news recently for actually. Running out of New Jersey airport after TSA finds found a gun. Wow! In, <laughs> in his luggage, all during the screening process, actually, he like ran out and got into a taxi after they found a gun. Why is he put like? <laughs> he put a gun in his bag. Why do you not check yourself before you literally wrecked yourself? Why do you think he would get through there without the gun being seen? He had to know it was in there. I think he forgot. I think he forgot. It was a nine millimeter handgun. But then you ran. That makes it worse. I mean, Cameron used to be. He used to have the juice. He had the. He had the juice. At one point, he was rocking the pink furs back in the nineties. Back when it wasn't like popular. Like he's the one who made that ish really like ish. But Hey Ma's actually Cameron's single, but um, Jules Santana was on it. Most people know him from that. And oh boy, who was his partner? Was always yelling in the background. Um... I don't think it's true. You say yell in the background. He was always yelling. And I'll, I'll figure it out Jim later. Jim Jones? Jim Jones, okay. yeah. Good guess. All right, here All we right, go. my turn. I'm excited. All right, this is El's very first appearance in Who Am I as a guesser. All right. So this person won a Grammy in 2003. They were born 
on his, in his in his inbox. Yeah. And Jay cursed him out and then posted it all on. Uh, Look, so basically, here's the thing, man. Don't ever date someone who is super insecure. Yes. Yeah, that goes for women and mm-hmm. goes for men. Um, and if you got a problem in your relationship, you should always check your partner first. Um, and this dude, for whatever reason, thinks that I have slept with his girl. No, I'm not. I am a good, good Christian boy. I'm dying. I'm not a Christian, but I didn't. And he texted me. Actually, what he did first, he sent me an inbox friend request. Send me a message. I declined it. He sent on me Facebook? a face on Facebook. Okay. So inbox me first. I declined that message. You know you can't get through unless you're a friend. Yeah. Then he sent me a friend a Facebook friend request. I declined it. He then sent me an IG inbox. I declined it. I'm not trying to get involved in that. Mm-hmm. I don't want I have nothing to do with it. And then out of out of the blue, this man somehow chased down my number and texts me. And from that moment on, I called him a lame dude because you shouldn't be coming at the other person. When we've already had the conversation. And so, yeah, I put him on blast because actually I, I just talked about it. I didn't have the screenshots up. Yeah. And then other people in my Facebook group that I do um, wanted to see the screenshots. So yes. I put them out there. And at first, I, um, I blocked his number so people couldn't see it. But then I was like, fuck that. Why am I protecting this dude? Yeah. And so I shared the other screenshots with his number out there and they went in on that Negro. They started literally like texting him randomly stuff. Yes. It was hilarious, but very but but off yes. the charts. Like, I it can't. was hilarious. I can't mess with y'all on that on that group. Y'all be on the next level. Like, I hey, just can't. I'm just saying, man. Like, but I think get your people. The issue that came up afterwards was because Jay is very vocal about his anti screenshot policy, right? Sometimes I mean, I just I don't I mean I just think it's bogus. So I think what the issue came up was. That one of the members like posted like when is it why is it okay for men to post screenshots when they mm. think it's appropriate versus when a woman posts a screenshot she's judged and she's a lame yeah so you don't see any difference between her like a a girl posting a screenshot of a guy like sliding in the DM inappropriately like so if it's a married man sliding in your DM coming at you real reckless right. Versus this guy who also came at you really reckless. You don't see the correlation between the two? No. Because I think if if you're taking screenshots to send to his woman, mm-hmm. then okay. Yeah. Because I was only taking screenshots to send to this person who I knew. Yeah. I wasn't taking screenshots to put it on blast for the whole world to see. Right. I might have I talked about it, but there were no screenshots attached to it. Yeah. So I had no intention of putting those screenshots out for the world to see. Yeah. My intention was a screenshot to send it to his, his woman and be like, yo, you need to handle your boy. Yeah. That that was yeah. my intention. Trust me, there are people, I'm sure the other guys who can speak to this, there are women in our inboxes all the time who own some, some BS. How often do you see guys screenshotting that and putting it out there? Not very often. But I'm not going to say I see it all the time, but I see it more in the women demographic of them screenshotting and putting guys on blast for whatever reason yeah so that's my issue if you're gonna take screenshots take it and send it to the, the correct people don't just try to put this man on blast he's trying to holler at you want to take you out yeah that's my thing and if you're gonna be petty just send it to your girlfriends i mean i'm in the i believe 
like screenshots are just unnecessary period like I'm yeah. not posting screenshots I'm not I feel like people shoot their shots even if it's inappropriate or not I will screenshot it don't get me wrong I will yeah. 110% screenshot it and I will send it to my best friend and we will laugh absolutely ask about it. yeah absolutely but I'm not gonna post it on social media because no. that's just what people like it's petty yeah it's immature Close mouths don't get fed and so if you know, somebody's trying to talk to you. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, when they start getting married, when they're married and all that kind of stuff, it gets petty and ugly. And I don't feel like you owe them any respect. But then I also, so I don't, I don't necessarily judge people who, who post those screenshots. Mm-hmm. But I know that for me, it's not something that I would be comfortable doing. I just feel like it's, a, I feel like it's a way to say, hey, look at me. I'm getting attention from someone I don't want. So let me put this person on blast. Why, why do other people need to see that this person is in your inbox? You know yeah. what I mean? Like. So, again, if you're trying to make a point to the other partner, then sure. I don't care. All right, listeners. This is this is a little bit debated topic amongst our group of friends. So, we need y'all to chime. Like, seriously. We need y'all to chime in on whether posting screenshots of anything. Let, let them come at you super reckless, right? Posting screenshots of people coming at you, trying to holler at you. Is that any different than, like, posting screenshots of, like, somebody threatening you or being crazy? And is screenshots on social media ever okay? No, it is not. But that's up for debate. It it happens. happens. It happens. All right, so how was your week, Jay? My week? Other than your screenshot fiasco. Hey, I actually felt good about that screenshot. I mean, I laughed my ass off on Friday. I mean, quite frankly, when somebody hits you up about their girl they're letting you know that you're a threat like that's why i don't get i've gotten like comments like that or i've gotten girls sliding my dm about their dude and i'm like why are you telling me (laughs) that your man liked me like that's pretty much what you're telling me that's basically what you're saying you're telling me that if i wanted to i could have your man that's what you're saying basically and basically you're saying or you're saying that you know you are envious of something that i have or that i am because and you think that I'm a threat to your to your girl or your or your man? It's like, come on, thank thanks for the confidence. But and what, what's crazy? And I'm gonna say this last thing. It's like he he's checking me on someone I'm not even checking for. Yeah. It's like, come on. Like anyway, but my week was actually pretty good. I had a uh, I've been off all week. Uh, I start my new job on Monday. I'm excited. But this week I just been working on my book, my second book. If you're not following me on Instagram, go follow me on Instagram, J underscore Noetic. I got my quotes up there and different images, but my week has been good. I'm excited about this topic. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Low key week. How was yours? My week has been actually chill. Like I feel like the whole last month I've been I've been sprinting before months. And so this week, I've actually had a chance to relax a little bit, which has been nice. That's good. But then I realized I have so much stuff now I need to catch up on and, and do. So not necessarily a break, but I definitely feel less pressure. definitely feel, like, less stressed. I've been, y'all know, I've been shooting my shot because... She has been talking about shooting her shot for a while. Not on, not in the shows, no. but like in our own personal conversations. And so she's been shooting her shot. Because Reggie, specifically, every time he sees me, he's like, so, have you shot your shot? What you doing? And then people just in general be walking up to me like, girl, you better shoot your shot. So I've been, I've been listening. I've been listening, listeners. 
And so I finally shot my shot, and it did not. It, it didn't land. It did not land. But it wasn't a super rejection, he though. He curved me. He kind of he kind of curved you. He wasn't a super rejection. He wasn't. He didn't come out and like block you like the Kimbe Matumbo. He was like, eh, I'm not saying no, but I'm not saying yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if he wasn't really like a super rejection, it's like straight up, no, I'm not interested. That's a rejection. Or hey, I look at you like a sister. Crushed, hey, you're you're like a sister. Oh, I think you're cute. That's a rejection. But I say people are cute all the time. I don't mean that in a bad way. He rejected me. I'm I'm counting it. As she she's in her feelings a little I'm, bit. I am not in my feelings, but don't look at me like that. Mm, okay. But um, but it finally happened, guys. So I understand men why you don't want to shoot your shot all the time. Because it sucks. I get it now. It I get sucks. it now. And we have to do it all the time. We have to re- get rejected after rejected after rejected. It's weird though because this whole like, oh, you need to shoot your shot. And like I'm talking to someone and I didn't have to shoot nothing. They came to me. Which is how it should be. It just should be that way. I'm sorry. That's it's how it should best. be. It's the best when they just come to you and it's good. And they're, it's just, it, it's just, it's good. So. Hey, I mean, whatever works. Different mm-hmm. strokes for different folks. I'm she be stroking or he be stroking. No, I'm celibate for the moment, time being. Me too. Lies. I don't know why she think I'm getting like all this booty. Yo, don't, he's don't such be a listening. Homie, no, I'm don't not. Don't no, listen to not. Jay. He to my lady friend out there who I've been dating, I am yes. not a hoe. That's FYI. He has not been a hoe since. A long time. He started talking to this new girlie. No, no, no. It's been a long who time. I've heard about. And what is really being a hoe, really? What's being a hoe? Hoe, being a hoe is is perspective. Because if you're just enjoying life and having sex, that's, that's not being a hoe. That's what all hoes say. That's what all hoes say. Oh. You just don't tell it right there. She's just hating on the light skin, hating on the sex life. <laughs> I think I am hating I think on your sex life. Issue. I don't get none. I ain't got none in a minute. Yeah. All right, moving on to the main top. It's weird without Tony, right? Like I'm. We miss you, Tony. Tony. Tony will be back for the next episode, though. Yeah, unfortunately, work got in the way of the fun of the turn up. Yeah, of the turn up, but the show must go Tony. on. But yeah, so the main topic, you know, it's, it's a it's a doozy of a topic. Okay, what is it? So we are talking about gun control. Da-da-da. That's a serious topic, man. It's serious. I'm drinking those. I don't know how serious I can be. It's going to be, we're going to try to make it as lighthearted as possible. And, but also try to get some, some good points across. And of course we want to hear your feedback on this topic because it's a hot topic in America right now. Um, so yeah. All right. So just in general, what is your thoughts, feelings about the Parkland shooting? Well, um, First and foremost, I want to say that I am an advocate for people having guns. I think people should have their own guns. And uh, so I'm not against that. Um, the Parkland shooting is, un- is an unfortunate tragedy. Um, it's sad that this continues to happen. And I think that I'm proud to see the kids, the teenagers, all step- stepping up and voices that- voicing their concerns about the issues and not backing down from from the politics of it. Um, there's a lot of lives lost. 
a lot of um, people who will never see their kids again. And um, I think it's avoidable. And maybe, maybe, the, maybe I don't know the guy's name, but maybe this guy or this kid could have still killed one or two people if he had a handgun. Um, and it sucks to say I'd rather see two people die than 15 people die, you know. Um, but I think something has to change because it's getting out of hand. How do you feel about that situation? And for those who don't know, um, because you've been living under a rock, right? How could you not know? How could you not know? But on Valentine's Day, the one that just passed, a mass shooting occurred at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, where 17 people were killed and 16 or 17 were wounded, I believe. All by bullets. Um, it was considered. It's considered one of the world's deadliest school massacres. So pretty bad. Um, my concerns. I don't know if we need the if we need guns. I don't know necessarily if guns are necessary for life, like day to day. I don't. I think we've evolved as human beings and mm-hmm. as a culture that I don't think that necessarily. Unless you're using gun for a specific thing. Yeah. I don't know necessarily if I believe that everyone should have access to or have guns. And I'm not talking like everyone who's not a felon or everyone who's, you know, doesn't have like a weird background. I'm just talking about people in general. People, good people who just can go out and buy a gun at Dick's Goods. I don't know if that should be right. But what I feel about the Parkland shooting, I think it's... Honestly, I'm kind of numb. When when I heard about it, I did it... I don't know if you remember Columbine. Of course. Right? And, like, the way you felt when you heard about Columbine. Mm-hmm. Like, when it unfolded, it was, like, the craziest thing ever to you have ever seen in your life. It was devastating. It literally made me so sad um, for so, for days. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't understand how people could possibly do something like that. And it really hurt me. And... This didn't hurt me that much. And I think it's just because... I think we are becoming numb to it. Yeah, we're becoming numb to it. It's Mm -hmm. becoming status quo. You know, if if a year comes by where you don't have a gun shooting, that's probably, you know, that's more odd than the other, you know? And so, I feel like... I feel a little numb. And it actually makes me sad to think of it that way. But when I heard about it, I was like, oh, here we go again. Well, I think we feel we feel numb about it because one, nothing's being done. Like there's nothing that's changed. I can't remember when Caliban happened, but what year was that when it happened? It happened, I think, in 1999. So, basically, 20 years, almost 20 years, nothing has been done to even make one change of the law. So I think you do become numb to it because one, the media just shows you certain aspects of it, and they don't want to get. You know, they don't really push the the agenda per se about, hey, let's do something different about this. And when you see it over and over again, you, it does make you sad. And it also, when it, when it doesn't happen close to home, mm-hmm. it's so sort of like out of sight, you know what I mean? Out of touch, out of sight. Yeah. So meaning it doesn't really touch you and doesn't really, in your mind, doesn't affect you yeah. until it's on your doorstep, you know? An unpopular thought that has been going around, but that I actually kind of support, um, is that we need to focus less on necessarily gun control and more on mental health 
particularly with our males, mm-hmm. right? Because we haven't had a, a massacre by a female, right? Well, it's definitely um, a male issue. Yes. And specifically, unfortunately, it, most cases it's a white male yes. issue. So how are we raising these boys and what are we doing that kind of breeds this mentality, this thought process? Because I don't believe that women and men are in, like, when you are born, that we are different in mindset. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is um, nurture versus nature, right? So I think if you can, if you raise a girl aggressively like a man, the same, you treat her like a boy, she will be a boy. Right, she yeah. has female parts, mm-hmm. but I think the personality traits that we normally associate with the male sex, I don't think that is specifically to the men. I think women have those same personality traits. We just we socialize them different. We socialize men and women completely different, right? We socialize women to be in touch with their feelings. Mm-hmm. We socialize women to express their feelings. We, you know, if a if a, if a girl gets hurt. You don't say brush it off. You don't say, you know, man up. You don't say toughen up. You you run to the Absolutely. child. You hug her. You love her. You, It's okay, baby, right? Like, that is how we treat our, our girls. We don't treat our boys that way. No, you we, know? not at all. I'm... And so the way we're socializing our kids, I think, is a problem. And then I also think the fact that, in general, we don't really appreciate the fact that mental health is an important it is almost, if not more important than your physical health, right? So we do, we force kids to do physicals every year. Before you can go into school, you always have to have a new physical, right? It's like mandatory, at least in the schools that I was going to. You had to have a new physical every year. Mm-hmm. Why do we force kids to have a physical, but we don't force them to get a counseling session? Why is that not part of everyone's insurance? Why is that not included as a just a um, check-in? I don't think that most schools have it in their budget probably to guide counselors. Are they really qualified to do that? You know what I mean? Yes, like, most guiding counselors are psychologists or psychiatrists, but most of them are psychologists. So they have the capability to like counsel. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just think, I think trying to, yes, I think mental health is an issue, right? I completely agree, but I think it's hard. It's going to be hard to determine how to limit someone who has mental health issues. Like they're still trying to figure out the spectrum of autism. They can't get that correct. So how are they going to monitor and say this person is not mentally, uh, uh, you know, aware to not be able to, to go out and buy guns? You yeah, know? I don't I don't necessarily know if I, I, I'm not tying it necessarily to guns. So right now the big push is for gun control or gun reform or adding guns to the mix more. Right. And I think maybe that is the misdirection. I feel like instead of focusing so much on gun control or gun reform or, you know, giving teachers guns, we need to focus on the actual impetus, the main problem, which is mental health. Right. These people are are not mentally well. And so I feel like uh, I just don't think you can. I feel like you have to control what you can control. And we know for a fact that we cannot control people like people are so random and so different that we can only put certain limitations around people and people are going to find a way for the most part 
to find a way around it. So how do we control people? Because I don't think we can control people. I don't think you can. I, I, and to me, it's not a control necessary. But I think how many times, I mean, you look at these kids who do these things, right? And they're generally the ones who are bullied. They're generally the ones who've been treated um, and fairly, they're generally ones who are silenced and are on the outskirts or on the outliers of society. And I, I have to think that at some point, like if they could just be heard, how many could, how many of these, even if it's one or two, mm-hmm. how many of these could we avoid if they could have just been heard? If someone would just listen to them. I agree. I mean, because they're ignored. I think, you know, definitely important to, to be able to voice your opinion, especially when males are taught to repress their emotions and whatnot. So I think there is something to be said about that. I just feel like every the same way you have a physical every year, every child needs to have a counseling session every year to like just a check-in. And then that counselor can determine if they need, you know, additional follow-ups. But I feel like we need to get rid of the stigma about talking about your feelings. We need to get rid of the stigma about mental health and it being, you know, if you're crazy, you're crazy. And, uh, like, like everyone doesn't have feelings and everyone doesn't have the moments where they freak out and go a little cray. We all do it. We all have those moments. And so let's not, let's stop acting like it's not acceptable and it's ugly. Let's embrace it. And I think if we were embrace counseling more and we were embrace literally helping people process their emotions then i feel like we can avoid a lot of these crazy acts of aggression yeah but i don't think the system i don't think that there are systems in place to to have the right checks and balances for it why not you know because because clearly physicals clearly the system failed this parkland situation because there were multiple multiple reports of this person struggling this person having issues Agreed. and no one no one Put it in, checked it. No one said, hey, let's pull this person to the side. As far as we know, like yeah. we don't know if someone talked to him, you know? Exactly. So That's someone could have, but we, but we don't know that, right? We we're don't. assuming that someone, no one talked to them, but maybe the parents did. Maybe his adopted parents did talk to him and they felt like, hey, you know what? Well, I've talked to him. It's going to be okay. But um, so let me ask you this. What type of gun protection should civilians have? Because again, I'm not, I'm not against guns. Yeah. And I actually don't own a gun. But I am, for the first time in my life, decided that I'm going to purchase a gun this year because it's getting crazy out here and the Trump supporters seem to be super on fuck shit level right now. And I'm like, you know what? I need to be protected. And so I'm going I'm going to get a gun. Uh, I'm not going to get an AR-15. But in your opinion, what do you think are... I know you just said that you don't think that people should have guns, but I think people should have guns. So what do you think type of gun someone should have? Civilians. I think I think it's really determining. I think it's based off of what you're doing, right? So if you're a hunter, I think you need to get a hunter's license, and I think you need to have a higher level of evaluation to get those you know huge shotguns and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think a small like nothing automatic. We don't need automatic. Like what is this? This is not a Jay Z video. This is like you know not a mob scene. We, nobody needs an automatic weapon unless yeah. you are literally a soldier in war. Like, yeah. you don't need an AK-47. You don't need... It just it's, it boggles my mind the things you can buy. You can buy, like, military grade. We're about to go kill a whole bunch of people uh, weapons when I just don't think that's necessary. I think, you know, you get the single shot and then you have to reload type thing. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think I agree with you on that. Like, I don't think people need to have these automatic rifles. Uh, I'm okay with hunters having, you know, their hunting rifles for hunting. Like, I'm yes. okay with that. Um, I feel like there needs to be levels to this thing. Yeah, you know, but I think I think civilians have this false sense of um, reality, thinking that if they have the same type of weapons that the government has, or that they will be able to protect themselves when when things fall apart. But you will never be able to outweaponize the state, the state, yeah, the military, the militarized police, and the government. When they come, they, if they in this hypothetical situation, if the government was going to come and try to take your guns, there's literally nothing you can do. So, why do people think having these guns is going to make them feel safer? And they, if they do have them, from who? Who are these guns really protecting them against? Well, I think I've read a study saying kind of that you end up, you're more likely to hurt yourself with your gun than actually hurt somebody else. Like people tend yeah. to get shot by their own weapon more than anything else. But I don't know. I mean, I had a roommate situation and my roommate was five foot nothing. She's like the littlest thing. And that girl stayed packing. Like, I know a lot of women that pack everywhere she and I would forget about it and then she would just all of a sudden she'd be like looking in her in her bag for gum and just pull out a freaking gun and put it on the table to like get her like gum or something and it made me really uncomfortable quite frankly mm. um I did not feel protected I felt uncomfortable because yeah. I just feel like if we've gotten to the point where everybody needs to walk around with concealed weapons like we're doing society wrong like we've missed the mark somewhere guys like we we're doing life wrong and i understand like black life matter situation but there's nothing you can do in those situations with a gun that's going to help it it's not you're just going to get killed and now they have a reason to say oh he has a gun right like most of the times if you have like if somebody's coming to your house i guess to shoot you but i don't i just don't see that being well, a thing well you know there's roughly one gun for every person in America, I didn't. That's not. I'm not misspeaking that. No, I know you're one not. gun for every person in America, and I know Second Amendment people think that's okay, um, but it's not. Not when people are specifically targeting crowds. In my opinion, I feel like this is a form of domestic terrorism. Do you look at these? mass shootings there's there were 346 mass shootings in 2017 i'm not sure how people see that number and don't bat an eye and by the way mass shootings are defined by as more than four people have been killed Mm -hmm. so with these mass shootings do you look at it as terrorism because technically speaking there would be no severe threats in america since 9-11 but there's been no other attacks the attacks that's been happening have been from angry white males. Is it what they're doing terrorism? Oh, absolutely. And I think it needs to be handled as such. And absolutely. I hate the commentary. I hate the the media discussion about these kids. It's all like, oh, they're misguided and bullied. And I just, the part that I dislike about that is that we don't get that same privilege. We don't get that same right when it's a black child. Yeah. Right? Not so at all. if a black child, a black victim gets killed, like Trayvon Martin, there's all these these articles about him potentially being affiliated with gangs and him being a good for nothing kind of kid and like not being, you know, 
like focused and not being a good kid. And this is how we treat the black victims. But when we're talking about literally white male terrorists who are yeah. out there killing people. Killing people. Killing people. In droves. Then we all of a sudden we need to talk about, oh, they're, you know, their their parents recently divorced and it's really ugly and, you know, he's been going through He has mental health issues. He has mental health issues. I think the conversation is so much more kinder and I don't understand it. But I absolutely one hundred and ten percent believe that they're terrorists. I mean I agree. You're, I think it's I look at them no differently than I would look at them at like at Osama bin Laden or anybody else who just went and killed multiple people for no reason. Like the Las yeah. Vegas shooter. Like crazy to Yeah, me. That's, I mean to me as terrorism i mean even people like tend to like on like you said point out certain certain demographics when that happens like yeah. for example in um in orlando at um when that guy shot the, the gay club everyone was really quick to say it was terrorism but they aren't quick to say that when the las vegas shooting or this parkland shooting or the the guy who just got sentenced for to death for for shooting the black people at the church there's always mental health issues, mental health issues. It's never, they never want to say domestic terrorism or terrorism in general. And it is literally terrorism. And that's an unfortunate time spot to, to be living in right now for that. I, I mean, neither one of us have kids, but, and I really wish that Tony was here for this because I really want to know what's the perspective on a parent. I mean, as a, if I was a parent and I'm sending my child to a school every day, I don't know if you guys know, but right now, um, Florida is tentatively looking like they're going to allow or permit teachers it's to stupid. So stupid. actually carry or have guns in the classroom. Like, yeah, because is... teachers aren't racist in schools either. That's, yeah. that's going to work out really good. So they're considering arming teachers now, um, coaches, administrators. So the, the staff of Florida schools... Um, with guns and it's supposed to be like a you can opt in so it's not a requirement so every teacher isn't required to do it but if you want to you can opt in for it mm -hmm. and it just tentatively got like passed right um, I'm not necessarily certain where it is legislatively but I know that the initial the initial whatever got passed that is insane to me absolutely insane That's stupid first of all it's the dumbest idea ever where are these teachers keeping this weapon right teachers are outnumbered by students so yeah. i can't imagine the amount of accidental shootings that are going to occur right being overthrown by you know the the, the, the students but have you been on world star recently how many freaking videos world star i know it feels so appropriate to say it right there how many videos have you seen of like teachers literally knock if you buck while yeah. and out with their students it's pretty it's it's ridiculous i don't think arming the teachers is the correct measure to go about this if that anything is, you should put probably more security, security around the schools but now but our kids still. are going to feel like they're in jail it's like you can't even go to like when I was in school, which is a long time ago, by the way, <laughs> we never had to worry. The most we had was, you know, one one cop sheriff that came through once in the blue moon. We didn't have metal detectors. We didn't have we didn't have to worry about that. We went to school and we had the most we had to worry about was going to run the, the mile in gym class. Like that was it. Was what I hated the most. My freaking coach hated me. I loved it. I was like, boy, speaking of so speaking of schools. If people are the problem, right. like everyone's saying, 
people are the problem, guns are the problem, right? So the accessibility to guns is the problem. I'm sorry, eighteen yeah. year old should, eighteen year old shouldn't have access like be a uh, AK forty seven shouldn't be accessible to a freaking you know seventeen year old. Yeah, I think they'll also have to definitely change. But if people are the problem, why is it that black men and black boys don't mass shoot at the schools in the hood? Black boys, but white men and white boys mass shoot in the quote unquote good schools, and they are the shooters. Or white males the issue? I think we just said that. So why, if it's the people the problem, how come black kids aren't doing it? First of all, I just love the common, like the common conversation that black boys are thugs and <laughs> that you know they're all about that gangster life really thug life is out there in the suburbs mm, bringing apparently. ak-47 to school but i also think that honestly i believe that inner city schools do a better job at policing and protecting their children it doesn't happen in inner city schools because it's in it's you're not you can't i also don't think it's in and i hate to make this a, a race thing but i really don't think it's an issue i don't think Black people as a whole kill people as a whole. I don't think we have entitlement issues. Yeah, and we typically, we have an issue with someone, we have an issue with wow. just that person. We don't really have an issue with 10, 15, 20 people at a whole school. Yeah. So I think it is an entitlement issue. I think it's a privilege issue. People feeling privileged. Oh, this person doesn't like me. So now I'm pissed off at all the, everyone else. It's like, you know yeah, what? How I'm gonna dare get, they yeah. not like me? How? I mean, I think, honestly, I really believe that being black in America, you're raised in a way that this is this is gonna sound terrible, but you're raised in a way to to know that people don't like you or won't like you just literally based on the color of your skin. And you gotta deal with that shit. And you just have to deal with it. There's no other like course of action. You just have to rise above. And so I think when you encounter people who don't like you, it's less impactful because you're literally from womb to tomb told that you know people will not like you because of your color of your skin so i think it's a socialization that black americans do to yeah. their kids like hey not everyone will like you i think it's something i mean you tell you tell your kids that early i remember i remember being really young mm-hmm. and my mom having this conversation with yeah. me like you know you're black and you might, you might be called some names. Yeah, you might be called names, or you might be treated unfairly, mm-hmm. or you know, you might be looked at a certain way, or through certain stereotypes or certain lens. And you have a problem. Come back home to us, and we'll talk yes. to you about and it. Like talk to pa- us about and your it. Your parents was like, "Listen, you need to don't go to. You can't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even like go to the school nurse or go to the guidance counselor or whatever the case was. The, the, the teacher. It was like, come on home. Come home. Tell me what happened. We'll tell me what happened. Yeah, and we'll figure it out and, together. And we'll figure it out together. And I just want to give, like, literally the biggest shout out to all of the moms and dads. I'm going to say black mamas, black dads, not taking anything away from all the other ones. But so we know y'all do some we know great y'all do it too. educating and teaching as well. But I just want to give, like, a huge shout out to black mothers and black fathers who educate and protect their child. Like, you know who I knew for a fact was my ride or die? And I can tell you this, like, when I was eight. Like, who my ride or die was? My mama. Yeah. Like, don't, I already knew, like, if me and the teacher had something, 
and my mom and the teacher said I did something wrong and I didn't do it, I didn't question whether or not my mom would believe me. Yeah. I knew my mom would believe me. Yeah. Like, my mom would look me in the face and ask me if I was lying or not. <laughs> yeah. And she would always know if I was. Mm-hmm. And But I wouldn't lie to her if I was being serious. And she would go ham. Like... I like black parents are the biggest cheerleaders, are the biggest supporters, are the biggest take no shit. I am going to protect my child. I am going to elevate my child. Even if they don't like your ass, they're gonna oh. protect you. Even if they don't like you for whatever reason, you've been a badass for since t- for five years. They will protect you. you. Before anything else. It is a else. special freaking bond because I just, I remember a teacher like particularly in third grade that bitch <laughs> who did not like me and kept making all these complaints about me. And my mom came up and my mom asked me in front of the teacher. And I said, no. And my mom looked at my teacher and was like, she said, no, she didn't do it. <laughs> and that was it. That Sherma talked. She talked and that was it. Like I didn't, she didn't say, the mom me. she didn't question Sherma. Sherma. That is quite a nice name. It's, Edwards. Yes. My mama didn't play, so shout out to y'all, but maybe they don't have that. Maybe I don't, maybe I don't not. Know. Maybe not. I'm not really sure. So. I can't speak to whether or not white parents are taught that way or have that, but I feel like some of that is based off of like slave mentality, it's based off of like being black in a world that doesn't accept your color and that doesn't appreciate who you are as a person, doesn't necessarily take you on your merits but looks at you based off of the color of your skin i think some of that is built into our parents and how they discipline us and how they socialize us i think that's something to that point is like i feel like again i wasn't raised in a white household but the white friends i have had they've always told me that when they had a bully situation or someone bothered them they were always taught to don't take no shit to fight back to go and to go handle that business however you have need to. Right. I don't ever remember a conversation in my in my household as a black boy that said if someone's bothering you, it, you know they said stand up for yourself. Yes, that but was the conversation. Was, yeah, stand, stand up, up for, for yourself, yourself, but don't don't hit someone first Never and don't hit go out. someone first. That was the rule so, of my household. My, yeah. I used to fight a lot when I was a little kid. I can believe it. You no, like you a can't. little fighter. I, I believe it. I'm so, I'm not, I'm so much better. You probably slash tires now. But, I'm an adult. Uh uh-uh. I don't got time for that business. <laughs> I don't got time for that business. But when I was little, my, my parents, their biggest thing for us was don't start no fights. You couldn't be the one to physically like actually start the fight. Yeah. That was the big thing. Yeah. If you fought, if you started the fight, you was gonna get beat a beating, and yep. whatever whatever you got in that fight was not gonna equal the beating you was gonna get. So it was never start a fight, but finish a fight. Let me ask you this question. This is this is a quick little quiz. There are only three countries. Okay. In the entire world. Okay. Who have constitutional rights to bear arms? Do you know who they are? Well, obviously the U.S. Correct. Two more. I'm going to assume England. Nope. Ooh. Try one more guess. Constitutional right. Give me two more. Damn. There's only two. There's only two. I, I get three guess. questions. I get three um, wrong answers. One is close by. Uh, Spain? No. German. Germany. No. Okay. So, U.S., Mexico... 
and Guatemala. Now, look, I'm not trying to throw shade on Mexico and Guatemala, but we are we are a world superpower, number one superpower, even though China's close. You tell me we're on the same level as Mexico and Guatemala as the only countries with constitutional rights to bear arms? Come on now. That's a little crazy. That's crazy. Crazy. There is no other country that has constitutional rights without, well, no other country in the world has constitutional rights to bear arms without restrictions to it. I mean, that makes sense. So I know that Australia, and I can't tell you when, but I know Australia had like a mass school shooting. And I think it was over 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they long time created ago. It was like some reforms about gun control. So everybody's like, oh, you can't, you need to, it's the people, not the, the guns that are the problem. Um, wrong. Because Australia literally have the same problem that we did. They had gun, they had they had a mass shooting in a school. They created reforms, gun control reforms, based on that mass shooting. So they changed the way that you could purchase and have a gun. And they haven't had any problems since. Yeah. Other countries... Now one. Every, other countries used to have the same constitutional right to bear arms. But they all appealed that amendment. So, should the Second Amendment be appealed? That's the real question. Should we appeal it to certain restrictions? Hell yeah. I just don't think it's... First of all, I just want people to go back to knives. You can't kill that many people with knives. And I just feel like a gun is just too easy. You pull the trigger and that's it. You've ended someone's life. And I just... I mean, people have been making fun of these Parkland kids. It's hilarious how the media has transformed, right? Because originally they were victims. Like, so yeah. the senators were like, oh, they're victims. And, you know, we got to support them and love them and blah, 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 But the minute these kids who, kudos to them, like serious kudos to them. They are my heroes at the, at the particular moment. They're my hero of the month, right? They have been out and they're protesting and they're saying no and now all of a sudden they're spoiled kids they're entitled like the whole conversation about these children has changed and i'm like oh because they don't they oppose guns they oppose the ability to literally to walk into a walmart and to just get a gun that's insane to me i agree so um i I don't know it's a it's a touchy topic and we obviously don't have all the answers. We don't have the obvious answers. But we we do know that something has to change. Something has to increase the age limit. Do some change. increase the mental restrictions. You know, help guns should not be so easily obtained, especially the guns that that do mass damage. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I'm gonna go buy AK forty seven. I'm gonna go to I'm not gonna buy AK forty seven. I'm definitely gonna buy me. I'm gonna buy AK forty seven. I'm gonna post it on freaking Facebook and be like, This is ridiculous. I'm not really gonna do that. I can't. I don't want a gun. My brother wants me to get a gun. I th- honestly I'm, a woman. I'm gonna say this and we'll we'll move on. I think every woman should have protection of some feels. sort. You know, even if you're not gonna you need something. Just just for your own fear own safety in general because we know that foreign domestic violence against women is a serious thing here i've never been tried that way which lucky for you lucky for me lucky for you i I understand that that that's a lucky thing for me and then just like women walking around in the city by themselves at night stuff like that like they just need to be have protection so i'm gonna get one um and i'm gonna get trained on it my brother my brother's forcing me to get one so. I think it's a good idea. Again, I'm not against controls. I'm not against guns. I'm against not having good restrictions. Okay. 
All right, so moving on to our sponsorship really quick. I want to talk about it. We're still evaluating. We thank you guys so much for sending emails about being interested in it. We're still evaluating currently. If you are interested in sponsoring All Tea No Shade, the podcast, please send us an email at alltnoshade at gmail.com. Alltnoshadepodcast at gmail.com. And please, in the subject, say sponsorship. That way we can... Um, go ahead and add you to the list. All right, so. What's next? What's your ish? What's, What's your ish? What's your ish? I actually love this. <laughs> so, my ish. Remember that um, water bottle that I walked in with a few weeks ago that she said, oh man, that looked like an amazing bottle. And it was turquoise color, super big. Well, anyway, that bottle. Um, it's called as a Takia. I don't know if it's Takia or Takaya. It's T-A-K-E-Y-A. It is the best thermal flask water bottle out there. I know a lot of people love the swell water bottles. It's called what? Takaya. Or the Takia. T-A-K-E-Y-A. It could be tequila, but no. Mm, I know I had some tequila in it. Amen. But the thermal flask is super. I mean, it's really good. It's a really good. I'll post a picture of it. Um, um, on Wednesday for what, what's my ish and uh, it's just it keeps your water or your any cold beverage cold for 24 hours and keeps any hot beverage warm for 11 hours and it's it's amazing it's good for hiking it's good for just keeping it at your desk at work it's good for sitting around the house you can pour water in it first thing in the morning and you can binge watch TV like I do and your water will still be cold or you can put some you can put some some rum and coke in there too, I'm sure. And it's still still be good. That's what I'm talking about. But yeah, so that's what I've been on. Actually, it wasn't just this week. I've been on it for a while. And um, I used to have a swell water bottle, but this um, this water bottle for me has been, it's like super insulated. Next level. Gazillion times, yeah. So definitely I, check it out. I don't know if you had it, but I've gotten one too. And it's actually my most rat. It looks terrible, but that's how you know it's been well-loved because mm-hmm. I've taken it everywhere with me. But those, like, you can go and... I'm all about the discount, the deal. I found my water bottles that do this same thing at Ross and at Marshall for like eight or nine dollars, but it changes it changes your life. It's a pretty good product. I need my water has to be cold for me to drink it. I'm not drinking. I don't it. like super cold oh, I water, but I, I do it. like it to be. I don't like it hot either. But and I sip my coffee, so I need my coffee to stay hot for very long. It's pure stainless steel. Um, 100% BPA free, um, all day insulation, leak proof. They have different sizes. They have like 18 ounce. I have a 40 ounce one. 40 ounce. Hey, give me a 40 ounce. Whatever. Get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> what's your ish? My ish today is support. 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 So I, it's so funny because I think when you have big moments in your life, unfortunately or unfortunately, I don't know how you, well, if it's fortunate or not, but I have, I happen to have a lot of big moments in my life um, recently and you get to take a moment. Like I told you guys last week, I'm really big about journaling. I'm really big about sitting down and like really thinking about you know, my experiences and the people in my life. And I had like a Eureka moment, like Eureka, Mm -hmm. um, where I just realized I'm supported so well. Like I have made friends and I have created contacts and I have developed relationships where the support is really, really real. And 
it is vital. Like, like if the people that you hang around with, if the people who are, you know, talking to you daily, if they don't believe in you, if they don't believe in you more than you believe in you, right? If they're not edifying you or building you up or supporting you, then throw them away. I agree. Throw them completely away. I've done things this year. It's only March. And I've done these crazy things this year that I never thought that I would do or that I could do. And it was all prompted by people who really freaking like my friends who were like, no, you need to do this. Or no, yes, you need to do this girl or whatever. Like teaching. I was like, oh, I don't want to teach. I'm, you know, I've been social dancing for a while in terms of salsa and machata. I've been social dancing for a while. I'm like, my girlfriends would be like, no, you need to teach. Like everyone's asking whether whether or not you teach because they want to learn from you. And so I did it based on, you know, my good friends, like kind of like pushing me into it. And I got flown out to Alaska, you know, Mm -hmm. and got to stay there, comped everything. Thing, like so that f- just for me to teach yeah it's insane to me you know and same thing I had a debut um for my girl so I have a dance team called Zapphire Ladies it's a salsa styling team and we debuted last week I was talked about a little bit last week and I just I've gotten an overwhelming amount of love and support and people people who are like texting me like favorite people in the world is Monique and Harold they just decided to partner up I'm, I'm probably sharing way more than I should uh, as like salsa partner bochata partners and they're currently like practicing and getting choreography together I am like she's like girl you need to stop I am standing if you don't Beyonce stand for your friends <laughs> then you've done I'm not that. doing a Beyonce stand for my friends I am friends, Beyonce standing so. for my friends I'm literally like yes I can't wait tell me everything I want to know tickets go on sale I'm buying them I want to go I want to I want to support my friends so I think my ish this week is support that's my ish that's your ish and you are on point with all that because support is super important and I can't even follow up with that because you said everything that needs to be said so all right, so we have our advice piece now. We love, love, love getting the advice um, inbox messages to our, our, e- our email and our inboxes on Facebook and Instagram. So if you have any kind of situation that you're in, you have any kind of question you want us to to address for you, we will. We You can be part of our show. We want you part of the show. We want to have you, the, the sippers, as part of, of our show. So please... Send us your 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 topics um, and let us talk about it. So, what's the advice, Elle? All right, so it's anonymous. And it goes, I've been married for 12 years. We have four beautiful children, but I'm pregnant again. Mm. I don't want another child. My husband wants another, however. I cannot do it all over again. I can't. What should I do? I love him so much, and I don't want to I don't want to hurt him. I'm currently eight weeks long, and mm. I currently have children that are 14, 8, 5, and 3. Mm-hmm. Help me, please. I need advice. Well, what you definitely should not do is go get an abortion without telling him. Do not do that. Always. Oh, I'm a huge advocate for talking it out. 
Yeah. All the time, regardless Always. of regardless of the situation, no matter how awkward, no matter how tough that conversation is going to is going to be. Always talk it out and don't be afraid to voice your opinion about it. So talk to your husband about your feelings about wanting to start over and not wanting to start over and tell him your pros and your cons. Write them down. You know, whatever you need to do, just write them down. Have a conversation before you do anything else. Like I, I can promise you your husband will be more hurt by you doing that without discussing it with him more than you talking to him about it. You but know? what if he is like... like adamantly opposed to abortion and she clearly wants an abortion well i'm also an advocate that no one can tell you what to do with your own body right right and so so if she doesn't tell her husband he never knows she gets an abortion and they don't have that she has to keep that but she has to keep that on her conscious you know but she doesn't necessarily like if she gets an abortion and he doesn't want one and he does and he knows about it i feel like that's a much higher likelihood that marriage is going to dissolve how I mean, but how strong is that how strong is that relationship if that if you got four kids together and you got a happy marriage and you that is what destroys your relation your your marriage is it really that strong to be I mean that's a big thing you're literally like if if, yeah, if, so, but, if you feel like that you're killing a child that's a big thing some people take I mean but she didn't say that he's against abortion yes but abortion is one so. of those weird things where people are on drastic different levels of it can be. what they feel right it, it can so be. if he really wants his child and you abort it he's going to consider that you've killed what his kid because it would have been a kid well, yeah but what's your happiness has to be has to be included in that as well you can't say you can't sacrifice your happiness just because of someone else's disagreement, like that's going to be unhappy. You're going to be unhappy all the time, no matter what. So I got to, I got to put my what my wants and my desires behind because you disagree. No, you should talk it out and figure it out. And from that point on, it's still your, it's still your body, and yeah. you just have to say, look, I, I love you 100. percent I want to die with you. Yeah. But I do not want another child. I don't want to do this. So. This is my body. I'm talking to you because I love you about it. And we have to find some kind of peace and happiness around it. Because you, she's going to be miserable. Yeah. She's going to be miserable if she does it. I feel like big it. secrets, in especially in relationships, but especially in marriages, they always come out. And you just don't want oh. that kind of like negativity in your ear. I you know, personally believe out. in the right for a woman to have the ability to abort her child. I personally do not believe in it, though. So... I, from a, you know, public perspective, think that every woman should have the right. But for me personally, I could never. But, I mean, for her, if I was her, I would definitely, definitely tell my husband. Yeah. I feel like that is just the obvious. Do not tell him. Just tell him. But I I do, I would say that you need to tell your husband, and if you know that you are going to abort it, you need to tell your husband knowing that he may leave you because of it. That's That's all. I I agree with that, too. Hard thing to get over. But I mean, I would, I would honestly, if I was her, I would just have the baby. But then I would also get my ties, my tubes completely taken out of my body. I would have a hysterectomy. If I was her, I, I, I would, have I it. wouldn't, I wouldn't have it. I would literally have a conversation with my wife, and I would have the conversation yeah. with my husband if he was adamant about wanting the child. I could not, uh, because I feel like at that point. When you are married, you have to. You guys are a union. You're a couple. You're, you're. Yes, you're two independent individuals, but you come together as one. And so, when anyone can veto anything, and I feel like 
if he vetoes the abortion or vetoes getting right getting rid of the kid, you have to err on the person who is. You have to err on that side. I mean, look at the flip side of it. What if what if he, what if she wanted a kid and he didn't want any more kids and he said, "Look, I don't I don't want another child." She, then you he's know forced I mean? to have the child. So I think the same way. So I, that's what I'm saying. So it's her decision ultimately either way. It's always but her decision. Yes. He could potentially leave her. Yes. If she decides to go through with having another kid. Agreed. So it works both ways, but at the end of the day, you still need to have the conversation. You have do to do not have. hide it. Do not try to do it on a sneak tip. Don't you don't want that on your conscience. Don't. But yeah. And just and just pray and hope that you have built a strong enough foundation in your marriage. Yes. That this is not going to tear you two apart. It'll rattle it, but it won't tear it apart. Yeah. yeah. It'll be tough. It'll be it'll be it'll be awkward, but it's your body. And I don't think anyone has to say, say say so. I don't let no one. I don't let my girl. Well, I don't have a girl, but when I did have a girl, I wouldn't let her tell me how to wear my beard or whatnot. Like this is how I'm gonna do it. This is how I like it. Either you're gonna learn to love it, or but you're not. But that's different, though. I know like, it's your different. Physical characteristics but, versus a child is. But way it's still different. your body. It's still my body. You can't I tell know. me what my what I can do with my body. Yeah, but you. It's essentially a part of you in someone else's body. Well, well, let's not get into the abortion conversation. Well, yeah. But either way, you need to talk to this man. You need to talk to your husband. And and you guys need to figure it out together. And if you decide that, like, you just cannot have this child, then you need to, you know, do what you need to do. But then you need to get a hysterectomy. You need to stop yourself from having putting yourself in this situation I do. Either you do or he does. I agree with that. Does. Yeah. He's not going to get one because he wants another kid. Mm, don't yeah. be surprised girl if you find him with another kid don't put that into the world don't put that out there don't put that out there it don't mean he gonna go out and do dirt just to get that we gonna be pro brother we gonna be pro brother we ain't putting that out there okay we ain't putting that out I'm there I'm not putting that out there whatever alright so I think that our advice to you homegirl is talk to your man talk to your man always talk it out most relationships don't work because of improper communication lack of communication yeah alright so guys we love your feedback make sure that you are following us on Facebook at All Tea No Shade make sure you're following us on Instagram at All Tea No Shade Podcast make sure you send us an email of your advice or even of your rants if you have rants that you have send us voice recordings of them we would love to have you on there um just send it to all team no shade podcast at gmail.com we love to hear back from you guys we always appreciate the feedback and you know what if y'all have something that's your ish as well tell yes. us tell us show us show sometimes us I'm, I'm not necessarily certain what my issues yeah tell us what your issue is so we can go and check it out maybe we want it to be inspired by you so you when we post our what's our ish go let us know hey hey all team no shade this is my ish right here yes. and here's why and i guarantee you one of us might go check the product out and see what is what's I might going just on pass with the mic to whoever gives me an all team no shade this is what my issue is next week yeah i'm just saying all right, I think the sip session is, that is done it. today. Toe to the knee, we missed you, brother. We Love look you, forward sir. to having Where you back you next week. And um, I think that's it. Have a great week, everyone. Holla. Wakanda forever.